1: Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew, I am Matt Straub. It is Monday, December 6th, and today we will be bringing some takeaways from the weekend and spinning it forward into the week ahead. We will look at a sudden but temporary roster shakeup in Charlotte, plus some intriguing waiver wire pickups at the start of the week and much more, as I'm joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, your weekend was, in a word, fun? How about that? Okay. Too
2: short. After that Thanksgiving yeah. week, that seemed to just go on. That weekend went on forever. Oh. Saturday rolled around very quickly. I thought wasn't thrilled about how the Georgia Bulldogs did against Alabama, but
1: mm. I played mm-hmm. a lot
2: of golden tea. Played a lot of golden tea this weekend.
1: Really? Uh-huh. You don't say. You you decided to change things up a bit. Play a little golden tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where Pretty are we much. in the world rankings? Like, has, has your world ranking, have you stopped checking that? Like, are you still striving for something or has it become more recreational at this point?
2: I'm not, I have not checked my world ranking in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the day I did check it and whatever that ridiculous ranking I had was that I took a picture of, like, I don't think that I'll ever be done again by me. There's a lot of circumstantial things that went into that. Yeah. It was
1: kind of fluky. You've already peaked. You got the screenshot. You've probably got it framed on your office wall, and now we're done.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: That phase of your life is over. Yeah. You're you, you're retired from professional golden tea. Now just a recreational player. Now just a, a guy who might hustle people at a bar. You
2: know, I thought I was going to go to a tournament this year. They're in Dallas. They're in Dallas this yeah. weekend. They were they were not too far from me a couple months ago, but. I started watching some of these guys and looking at their scores and there's i would i would get destroyed
1: so kind of got out does like does golden tea like calculate i feel like at the highest levels they probably like calculate spin rate on the track ball <laughs> like so and so has a spin rate of like uh, you know 500 revolutions it tells revolutions you, it per, tell, tells you per how many seconds. miles
2: per hour you hit the ball so if you can generate a, in the 140s power, then you're you're good you're good to go. I'm I'm yeah struggle with that.
1: I also feel like pro golden tea players must have just the most bashed up hands from like pounding that track ball (laughs) over and over again.
2: Either that or I I don't know, man. I don't know. These guys are there's guys are do some crazy things with it.
1: Okay, well let's let's get into some of our takeaways from the weekend and, and try to spin this forward into week eight. Is it week eight, Steve? It's week eight, right? Dude, the season's flying by. There's only 25 weeks.
2: So by the time we turn around, we're going to be at week 12 or 13 already, and then it's all downhill.
1: All right. last i checked it was week eight and some some big news out of charlotte this weekend as you've probably heard by now lamella ball and terry rozier have both entered the protocols the health and safety protocols as i understand it and based on our most recent blurb on nbc sports edge they would have to return two negative tests within 48 hours or else be out you know at least 10 days now that would have been i think 10 days from this past saturday we did see lebron james return quickly from a scenario just like this so we really don't know But as of now, we have to assume Lomelo and Terry Rozier are out uh, until they're back. And that means a big opportunity for Cody Martin and Ish Smith to name a couple, Steve.
2: Yeah, both those guys played really well against the Hawks on Sunday. The Hawks lost that game to the Hornets, even though they were missing half their
1: team. Yeah, I'm not really ready to talk about that.
2: Gordon Hayward is obviously going to step up and, and be huge, along with Miles Bridges. But Ish Smith is starting at point guard. He had 18 points, five boards, seven assists, a steal, a couple of threes. Hit eight of 14 shots. Looked really good. If you picked up Armani Brooks when I got all excited about him, drop him and go get Ish Smith is what I'm what I'm thinking. And then Martin, the Martin twin, hit six of 11 for 19 points, six boards, four assists, two steals, three triples. Pretty good, man. Pretty good.
1: Yeah, Cody Martin. Rostered in 23% of Yahoo leagues, Ish Smith rostered in 26% of Yahoo leagues. I have a lot of Charlotte Hornets on a lot of my fantasy teams. And so when I ran to pick up players, I looked for Cody Martin first, and then I went and picked up Ish Smith also. And I think I like them in that order. Just sli- I think I find Cody Martin just slightly more intriguing, but obviously both worth a long look. And I do feel like Ish Smith is kind of made for these short-term boosts it seems like every year ish smith has a stretch of the season where he shines for like a handful of weeks he's not a guy who's going to do it for a full season but he can he can really be like a, a really good stopgap fantasy player and so i think for this upcoming week as long as those guys are out these guys are are pretty much must start players
2: yeah and pj washington is also and kelly Ubre. yeah also is and the one problem is charlotte plays three times this mm. week three times and you know, a team like the San Antonio Spurs play five times. So we'll talk about some Spurs in a minute. We will. And then we can talk about, would you rather have this guy for three games or this guy for five?
1: I am looking forward to that more than you know, Steve. I almost want to just jump ahead and do it right now, but we're not going to. That's going to come up a little bit later when we talk some more waiver wire pickups. Meanwhile, I did a, I did a double take this morning, Steve, because the Houston Rockets apparently have won six straight basketball games. I can I, I truly can't believe it. I mean, we were talking about this team basically as the, the clear-cut worst team in the NBA the other day. And actually my my son was asking me this morning, like, hey, what's the worst team in the NBA right now? And I found that to be a very interesting question because I I said, Well, that would have been the Rockets, but now they won six in a row. You know, then we talked for a while about Oklahoma City losing by 73. Uh, it was. I don't need to get into all the details of the conversation, but the bottom line <laughs> is Houston is suddenly playing pretty well. Christian Wood continues his resurgence. And I want to also mention waiver wire sensation, maybe too strong of a word. Waiver wire person of note, Garrison Matthews, 13 points, seven boards, four triples in 31 minutes on Sunday. I think Steve will resign at this point to the fact that this guy's only going to get you points and threes, no real defensive stats to speak of. But according to the Houston Chronicle, Head coach Steven Silas called Jalen Green basically week to week recently. So I think there's really some runway for Garrison Matthews, who is 31% rostered in Yahoo leagues.
2: Yeah, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. That's that's how he
1: rolls. You got to love it. You got to love it. Three games this week.
2: Eh. I was kind eh. of hoping, hoping for a I can, four there, I can Steve.
1: Kind of hoping for a four from you there. I can
2: take Garrison Matthews or I can leave him. That's fair. That's fine. I've got him on. I think I've got him on a team or two.
1: I picked him up in the company league on Sunday, desperately needing three pointers. I got those three pointers, and now I think he's he gets at least another game or two. He's he's a guy that I will not hesitate to cut whatsoever if I need to if I need to pick up somebody.
2: By the way, Matt, have you noticed who's in first place in the draft show league and mm. the company league? Both leagues. You're f- you're first in the company league too. Oh, Get out of here! Dude, I'm not playing around this year.
1: Well, you know who your co-manager is in that draft show league. I do. I do. I So I, I get all the updates, which is fun. I'm only the co-manager, of course, because I hosted that draft show and needed to be able to see the draft window during the draft. That's not interesting to anyone. The point is I do see every time you pick up a player in that league, and I do enjoy I do enjoy following it in that regard because I get alerts every time someone has or drops someone.
2: I don't think I make very many moves in that league, though. That That's one of those teams where I, everybody I have is too good to drop. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, man. Must be nice. Must be nice. Well, meanwhile in Washington, Bradley Beal had another just really bland game on Sunday. 14 points on 4 of 12, shooting one rebound, seven assists in 35 minutes. I thought there was a good note in our most recent NBC Sports Edge blurb about Beal that he's only making 38.8% of his open shots and only 28.8% of his wide open shots. Now... Those numbers are considerably lower than what we've come to expect from Beal. So I think there's probably some positive regression coming his way and as frustrating as he has been, I think you owe it to yourself to just stay patient. Eventually things will get better because as we talked about on this show last week, the rebounds and assists are there for Beal. Again, seven dimes on Sunday. It's really just the scoring isn't what we expected for a guy Ryan Canales thought was going to lead the NBA in scoring. A guy with 30 points per game potential so where I have him, I'm just trying to stay patient, Stephen. I still think he's potentially a really good buy low. Did
2: you just throw Ryan Knauss under the bus without him here to defend himself? Is that what just happened?
1: I thought we did that. Don't we do that kind of thing all the yeah. time? I mean, I throw you under the bus when you're not I here. I throw you under the bus. I'm sure you throw me under the bus. I just do. I'm sure here. you throw me under the bus every opportunity. <laughs> I don't.
2: I, I can't figure out what is wrong with Brad Beal. Like Jonas said, well, he's he's shooting it terribly from three. So that that's his problem.
1: Twenty six percent. And then
2: you're like
1: twenty six percent.
2: Well, he's not only missing shooting poorly when he's open, but he's shooting even more poorly when he's wide open. I didn't know there was a difference, Matt, between open and wide open. So I've learned something here today.
1: A wide open is like where you line up the seams, you check the wind, line up, you know, just kind of do a little shimmy, and then break it. Like when LeBron looks down at the ball before he before he shoots his three. Yeah, Trey Trey would do a shoulder shimmy on a wide open.
2: Yeah. On some occasions, probably. I got you. But yeah, I, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's got to get it turned around, right? I I think he, he has to. And you know, what's even more mind blowing is how well K C P is playing for that team. And he's available in a lot of leagues, or at least he was. Yeah. We talked about him last week, but he had twenty six points and four triples on Sunday, hit eight of nine shots. You know, Beale would Beal would kill to be able to eight shoot football.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I just think it's one of those things where you got to just kind of don't, don't succumb to temptation to trade away Beal. I think if you have him, you've just got to kind of weather this storm, at least that's what I'm telling myself now, you know, 20 something games in, ask me, ask me 40 games in, if we're, if we're still here, then I am going to be worried. But I think I would guess that 40 games in, we're going to be in a much better place.
2: Well, I think if you, if you move Beal right now, you're, you're not getting value back for him. You're not no. getting back what he's worth. So,
1: I mean, it's got to be, I think, at bare minimum, you, you, and you're not going to get this right now. You know, you'd have to get like a top 15 guy back. You're not going to get that. So, therefore, you just don't trade him. Agreed. All right. Darius Garland and Cleveland heads into this week with back to back 30 point games. He is really emerging, Steve, before our eyes as some somewhat of a, a stud fantasy point guard. His last 12 games, he's around 23 points three and a half boards, 7.2 dimes, 1.3 steals, three three-pointers per game. Shooting during that stretch, 47 from the field, almost 89 from the line. The only real blemish on that stat line is almost four turnovers per game, but overall, I mean, just spectacular stuff from Garland. He's just 21 years old, and I just want to say I'm really happy that I was exactly two years early being all in on this guy as a rookie and and definitely missed out this year as a result.
2: Yeah, is Colin Sexton going to come back and and rain on that parade at some point. No,
1: I think Colin Sexton's out for the is year. Is he done for the whole year? I'm going to, I'm going to triple check that, but uh. I,
2: I feel like, I feel like he is, but Garland man on, on Sunday, he was 11 and 19 with five triples, 31 points, four steals a block. I mean, it, it feels like he's doing that almost on a nightly basis. And here comes Evan Mobley coming on. Jared Allen's having a career year. The Cavaliers are 13 and 11. And, you know, they've got their eyes on the playoffs, Matt, and Garland looks like an all-star.
1: Yeah, and Colin Sexton is in fact out for the season. So I mean, there's really nothing there's nothing to ruin this at this point. What 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 Cleveland has is what's in place. And I mean this is it. This is the this is the setup there and and this is what I think Garland I mean so I said twenty-three point seven dimes over his last twelve games asking for that might be a little ambitious but like 20.6 assists 20.7 assists I don't think it's too much to ask from this guy.
2: Would you trade Brad Beal to get Garland?
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because I mean Beal even in his slump is around I mean this was heading into the weekend he was around 23 points and 6 assists while while struggling mightily while making, you know, 26% of his threes. Beal's ceiling is still way higher than Garland, so no. This is why we're not trading Bradley Beal. <laughs> I, I really like Garland, but but no.
2: Darius Garland plays four times this week, four times next week. Then they have a two-game week, and then they have another four. So three out of the next four weeks, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are playing a ton of games. That's, that's pretty exciting, too.
1: I'm happy to hear that. It's been all threes so far in this episode, and I, I want to hear – We're going to talk waiver wire pickups in a second waiver wire leftovers after the weekend. I want to hear some fours out of you in that upcoming segment, Steve. All right. Okay. So get, get some fours ready. Okay. Okay. As I said, we're going to do that in a second, but very first, we're going to take a very quick break. want to remind you to subscribe to NBC Sports Edge Plus and get every tool for every game. Now, all our premium tools for fantasy, DFS, and betting are included in one subscription at one low price. You can subscribe monthly or save 20% on an annual subscription. We've made it easier than ever with more tools than ever to play and wager with confidence with NBC Sports Edge Plus. Also, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick-and-roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Cavaliers and Bulls, Knicks and Pacers, and Nuggets and Pelicans. If you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Okay, Steve, as promised, here are the waiver wire leftovers. Of course, we always talk waiver wire pickups on Friday, heading into the weekend. And then coming out of the weekend, we like to talk about any players... That we didn't mention or that we feel like mentioning again to to really hammer the point home. And along those lines, you know what? Let's start here. We could start a number of places. You mentioned this Spurs five-game week. I can't wait any longer, Steve. I think I've seen. Did you pick up McDermott in the draft show, League? I, I thought I saw you pick up McDermott somewhere. I picked up McDermott
2: and Lonnie Walker everywhere I could get them.
1: Yeah. McDermott just flying off of waiver wires right now. It might be an exaggeration. Just flying. Thirteen <laughs> percent rostered as of Monday, but 16, 16 points, thirteen points his last two games. Twenty-two and twenty-five minutes. A five-game week. Yeah, you you can count me in on McDermott in a five-game week.
2: What about Lonnie Walker? Should I? Is he is he worth it? Is he too inconsistent, Matt? I didn't. You know, I see five games and I run, don't walk. I don't even stop to to even look at what Lonnie Walker has done lately. Yeah. I, I, am thinking he probably hasn't done
1: a whole lot, but. I think he had 21. Okay. He had 21 in the win over the warriors. So that was good. But in his preceding, what sold in his hurt enough, <laughs> let, let me put it this way. If you were look at Lonnie Walker's last five games and take that as your five game week, you're about to get, you've got five points, 10 points, three points, seven points, and 21 points coming your way. So congratulations you got about 25 46 nine points per game from Lonnie Walker. But 46 uh-huh. points if you're playing in a in a weekly league where totals matter, you know, where you're I mean, I get it. You could do you could do worse with limited transactions in a weekly league or just a league where you can't add drop so many guys. Sure. I'm not yeah. that excited about him though.
2: You would you would pick up McDermott before you would get Lonnie, obviously.
1: I think I would. I think I would. I'm not, I'm and not like... Devin
2: Vassell. Devin Vassell's hurt. So that helps both those guys too.
1: Yeah. Okay. And what is the status on Vassell as we're, just to close that out, what's the, what's the latest on Are you on looking that? at... Let's see. Questionable for Monday. Questionable, Questionable for, Monday. for Monday. So check back on that one. And by the way, he's only 33% rostered. So after his injury, that would be the first spur I would look for, to be honest with you.
2: I would agree with that. And then also Jakob Pertl, uh, although his own his, uh, roster ship should be pretty high, I would think, Jakob Pertl's But Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I, we've talked about this before, Matt. I, I kind of like this new this new bad Spurs team.
1: <laughs> what a turn of events. What a turn of events. Meanwhile, Chris Duarte has now six straight double-digit games, 15 points, four rebounds, two steals, one triple in thirty-seven minutes on Friday, he's thirty-seven percent rostered, so perhaps not available in your league. And Steve, as you tell me how many games they play, I think I already know the answer. They
2: go three, then three, then three, then three, yep. then three, and then
1: three. So you tell me yeah. three <laughs> games. So what <laughs> you're
2: saying is, I think
1: I heard a three there. Yeah,
2: indie schedules just—it's weird, man. They played three games last week. That's seven weeks in a row of three games.
1: That's horrendous. But other other than that, that's really the only thing I don't like about Duarte at this point. Duarte's balling, man. He's
2: playing good and getting a ton of minutes. Jonas called him, what, 48-year-old 40, Chris Duarte?
1: Yeah, which is a little harsh. And and I meant to—by the way, he's 24. And I meant to mention, in the same breath, Jonas is like talking about James Johnson on the Nets. And I'm thinking— all right. Well, you can't. I mean, if if Chris Duarte is forty-eight, James Johnson is seventy-two.
2: James Johnson might
1: actually be forty-eight. <laughs> it's it's possible. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say James Johnson is thirty-three, and I'm not gonna look back. I was gonna go with thirty-two. Okay. He might be thirty-four go though. Are you looking at it? Well, you can't. You gotta pick one. What what is it? How old is? I'm going thirty-four. You're going thirty-four. I'm going thirty-three, and I have a sneaking yeah. Let's see here. Wow. Congratulations, Steve. James Johnson a drawing of a James Johnson jersey is coming your way for winning that sweepstakes. <laughs> not it's not a full that's <laughs> Will you Will you have your kid? Yeah, draw I'm gonna have my, my. five year old draw you a James Johnson jersey.
2: Now is the five year old the one you were having the conversation no, with? No, no, that's the, the, the eight-year-old. That was eight year old. The eight-year-old. Okay, because my has he started playing 2K yet?
1: He does He does have a friend who has it, so he pl- he plays it over there, and he loves to shoot threes with Clint Capella, and I keep trying to tell him this is a bad idea.
2: Because my my kid will come up to me randomly. Like, I'll be sitting here doing a podcast and then walk in the room and be like, hey, Dad, was Boris Diaw a good player? And I'll be like, yeah, he was pretty good. He was okay. Why are you asking me this? Well, I've got him in 2K. And, like, he, he knows all these historic... Players and he's like, Dad, talk to me about Otis Thorpe. I mean, like, really? Like, <laughs> so you have that to look forward to.
1: Well, by the way, and by the way, we know this about your son and Boris Diaw because you guys approached Boris Diaw at a Hawks game when your son, yeah. well, when I recognized him. But that's a different story. Marcus Morris has back-to-back 21-point games, a total of 10 triples. He's 30% rostered, Steve. How enthusiastic are you at this point about Marcus Morris? It's sounding like Nicholas Batum is close to being back, so that might be the only thing to kind of worry about there. Where are we with Marcus Morris? I'm
2: a little worried about about him coming back. I'm worried that they are not playing Marcus Morris in back-to-back sets. I'm worried that the Clippers only have three games this week, but that might be good because that means they probably do not have a back-to-back this week. But let's let's see
1: about that. Oh, they actually, do not have a back to back this week. No back to back. No back to back. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. I think. Okay.
2: So that's that's good. I was all fired up about Marcus Morris about ten days ago. And then yeah, you were. And then it's it sort of went away when he when his four game week turned into a two game week on me. You know, you can't do that to somebody like me and get away with it, Matt. Like <laughs> he's he's got a he's got a red. Letter on his pinned to his jacket forever now for me. So,
1: but you la you bailed before the back to back 21 point games. Okay, anyways, let's move now to Dennis Smith Jr., who made his first start of the season, had 21 points, four rebounds, six assists, three steals, one triple in 37 minutes. Never mind that the Blazers lost by 28 points in that game. The point is that DSJ played those 37 minutes. Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard have been out. Dennis Smith Jr. is twelve percent rostered. How many games do the Blazers play, Steve? And how excited are you about this one?
2: Portland plays three games. Not we're we're on
1: a we're on a rough patch here, game wise. No, I I did I did specifically ask for <laughs> fours. You heard that right. Well, before
2: I I don't know what to tell you, sir. But I will tell you this: I am rolling Dennis Smith Jr. in as many DFS lineups as I can, as long as the great one, Dame Lillard is out.
1: Speaking of DFS.
2: DSJ can play, man. He's just never, yet, he's really, he never put it together in New York and he's, he hasn't really gotten a, a chance the last couple seasons, but he looks great out there.
1: Well, and I was going to say, speaking of DFS, that is the next guy on my list. Dorian Finney Smith on Saturday, 14 points, six rebounds, four assists, three steals, one block four triples he's 25% rostered the Mavs stars have been banged up Luca and Porzingis so that obviously helped DFS Porzingis and Luca didn't play on Saturday so where are we with DFS heading into this week Steve do you have the Mavs games pulled up in front of you
2: four we got a four we finally got a four we did it
1: we did it (laughs) unfortunately your four gamer is Dorian Finney-Smith but (laughs) I, I I mean I I remain a fan of Dorian Finney-Smith, especially in deeper leagues. I have him in the NBC Sports Edge Company League, which is a 14-team league. I'm just kind of keeping him around at this point. He's not a guy that I'm churning on and off the roster. I'm just keeping him around. He He's a really reliable source of threes and steals. In fact, on the season, 1.5 steals, 1.8 threes. The scoring is not there, but that's why he's available on waivers. And overall, I think this guy is, is actually totally worth starting and totally worth rostering. He's I believe inside the 120 of nine category, to inside the top 120 of nine category leagues, I should say.
2: Yeah, if Chris Stapps Porzingis is out, uh, you want DFS in your lineup automatic. If if Luca's out, you want DFS in there, and even when those guys play, like you said, this guy's borderline worth having and starting every week as it is. So yeah, and it, I think the four game week seals the deal on DFS. Like he should be on rosters and in lineups this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, go look at his game log if you get a spare moment. Like it's a rare occasion this guy doesn't get you at least one steal and you know, gets you triples, gets you at least And threes. Yeah, gets yeah. you at least one triple and one steal virtually every game lately and often more than that. So you gotta be willing to live with the low scoring and you gotta be willing to live with, oh, he only got me eight points, four rebounds and one steal on this given game. But if you keep him in there for, you know, eight to ten games, you're gonna get a, a good number of threes and steals from him. I think point's been made, right?
2: I think we've made the point.
1: Okay, I don't know why I don't know why my enthusiasm is so high for for Dorian Finney-Smith today, but but that's just where we are. Danilo Gallinari has scored 18 and 17 in the last two games, averaging 28 minutes the last three games. He's only 24 percent rostered. That's all the good news. But Steve, the bad news is the Hawks' schedule this week.
2: The Atlanta Hawks schedule two games, Matt.
1: Two games,
2: two games. Two the two game teams this week are the Atlanta Hawks and the Phoenix Suns and the Toronto Raptors. And the Suns, you know, they went on that crazy 18 game run and finally got beat by the Warriors. Their schedule, they were getting run into the ground, so they were they were due for a two game week. The Raptors with with two games. As we said, I think we'd said Friday that can't wait for those combined 19 minutes for Chris Boucher. Really excited. Really excited about
1: it. Right. In Sacramento, we've seen Terrence Davis explode for 23 and 28 points in the last two games. Now, Steve, this is probably over whenever Harrison Barnes is back, which apparently could be as soon as Wednesday as Barnes has been rehabbing. For the Kings G League affiliate, Davis is 16% rostered. I mean, I think if you picked him up, you owe it to yourself to see, you know, what it looks like on Wednesday, but I'm kind of holding off my enthusiasm here as a result of the fact that Barnes could
3: be back.
2: Yeah, three games for the Kings doesn't help either. But I'm with you. If you if you picked up Terrence, just go ahead and roll him out there for his one game, and then be ready to move on. Because I think once Harry B comes back, it's it's over.
1: Well, also from the category of possibly over, but maybe not. Malik Monk has 20 plus points in three of his last four, did score 20 points with four threes off the bench, I think in 29 minutes with LeBron James back over the weekend. Monk has throughout his career made it a very regular thing to kind of pump fake us as fantasy managers. Just when we think we can trust him, it's time to drop him and vice versa. So with that said, the latest run is notable. He's 20% rostered. I think if I picked him up I'm giving it one more game. I think they play. Do they play Monday night? I got to double check
2: that. They should. They play four games. I think they, okay. there's 10 teams playing tonight. so.
1: I'm pretty they sure the team. Lakers are one of those if I could get my technology to work, which I cannot do. And with that said, no, they don't. They play Tuesday. They don't? No, they play Tuesday. Oh, that's weird. Yeah.
2: So they must have a Tuesday, Thursday schedule.
1: I believe you're correct.
2: And that's good. That's good for fantasy-wise because those are the days you can't fill up your, right. your roster.
1: Right. Two light days, uh, three games on Tuesday and Thursday this week, and the Lakers play on both those days. So, I don't know. Monk is, it, Monk is interesting to me, Steve. He's somebody I've kind of been keeping an
2: eye on all year. But like you said, man, every time every time you, you make that move, he's probably going to let you down. But I I don't know. I, I'm not... I've not grabbed him anywhere, but I've I've thought about it.
1: I've picked him up in that fourteen team company league that I've mentioned a few times. I'm gonna give him one more chance to thrill or disappoint me when they play on Tuesday. And I can't wait.
2: There's not a lot of there's not a lot of stuff to pick up off the wave wire in that league. Yeah. So I feel like that is a league where where you can you can roll monk out there. You know, if you're in a fourteen team league. Now Matt, how how was I able to get Both Doug McDermott and Alani Walker in that league. That's a fourteen team league. That should not have been allowed to happen.
1: And you know, and how how did you even have room with as good as your roster? How did I find someone to drop? Yeah.
2: I'm 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 a little worried. I'm a little worried to go back and even look at who I dropped to make those moves, Matt, because it makes me a little nervous because let's see. Kelly Olenek was one of them, Matt. Wow. Couldn't wait for him anymore. I had to put Lamelo. I had to. I had to put Lamelo in that injured spot. The other one was Armani Brooks, and he's been struggling. So I feel feel like my team just got better. You
1: probably man. went to look for Ish Smith, and then saw that I already had him. And hopefully, you you cursed me. Ah,
2: Straub. I, uh, I was not happy that Ish Smith was gone. Actually, he uh, I did search for Earth, Ish Smith first. Yeah,
1: well, that makes me happy at least. Then
2: I just went and grabbed every random spur
1: I could find. <laughs> Last name I want to quickly mention here is a random one, and we're talking about a 14-team league. This would be more of a deep league pickup, but Willie Hernan Gomez back-to-back 14 rebound games off the bench for New Orleans. He is really producing on a per-minute basis for that team. Not getting a lot of minutes, Steve. But 17% rostered, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't feel great to pick up a guy who who's probably playing less than 20 minutes on a given night. But, you know, in a streaming situation, I'm on board with this one.
2: Well, and it's kind of like JaVale McGee, right? It's kind of the, kind of the same thing. Double-digit rebounds yes. every night in 12 minutes. So I don't know how Willie Hernan Gomez is getting those kind of minutes. I mean, Pelicans are such a weird team. Of course, they destroyed – the Mavericks without without their stars in the last game. But I I've got Willie on the radar and, and good luck finding him because his first name is not Willie mm-hmm. in most in most systems. It's something that it is right. It's Guillermo. Yeah. It's Guillermo. But yeah, he, he's he's playing Guillermo, really right? well. If you need a big man, I I could see I could see taking a flyer on him. The Pelicans, Matt, I know you're wondering the new Orleans Pelicans play three games for the next three weeks. And then they have a two game week. So do without what you will.
1: That's a real bummer to end on. Do you have any other thoughts, Steve waiver wire pickups you made or otherwise any other thoughts at the start of the week before we depart?
2: It's a real, it's a real downer, Steve, way to, way to bring it all down. Any other thoughts I've got, I've got smoked in one league. I've, there's Derek White. If Derek White's sitting out there, that's another five game player that that you will want to have how, on your team.
1: How is that even possible?
2: It shouldn't be. He's seventy nine percent. So he should not be available. Yeah. But you know, some of that these guys, some people play in like eight man leagues and right Derek White could be sitting out there in an the eight man league. True. Maxi Cleaver, what do you think, Matt? Is he worth a four game roll of the dice with Chris Taps Porzingis banged up.
1: For any game that I know that Porzingis is out, I'm fine with playing Kaliba, but I I'm not gonna commit to him for the
3: entire week. Feel that.
2: Yeah. Alex Caruso should be should be rostered everywhere, I think. He's he's been really fun. Yeah, he's injured though. I think I think he got injured. Did he? I think he's a game time
1: decision. Yeah, I think he's got a ham- I think he's got a hammy. Oh, he's doubtful. He is doubtful, doubtful, for, doubtful for Monday. Doubtful for Monday. Yes. Yes. Dang it. I missed that. Possible Derek Jones Jr. deep, deep streaming situation. I think you had it four is. blocks in their last game. I think you're right. Okay. Well, all right. Forget, forget Alex Caruso. Never. I'll never do such a thing. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We are here Monday through Friday every week during the regular season. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening on the podcast and for watching live with us. Steve, thank you, sir. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, y'all.